Today concludes our three-day festival, our three-day minute triduum, if you will. On the 31st, a couple of days ago, that was the Feast of All Hallows, All Hallows Eve, the eve of the Feast of All Hallows of All Saints. So in preparation for the Feast of All Saints. And then yesterday, of course, was the Great Solemnity of All Saints, where we celebrated all of the saints that are in heaven, not only the canonized saints, but all of them, every single saint who is in heaven. And that's what we call the church triumphant, the church in heaven. So now we're going to honor, we're going to pray for the souls in purgatory. That's what this day is for, All Souls Day. Those that are the elect, the saved, the chosen, but who have not yet gone through the process of final purgation and thus arrived in in heaven. So that's the church suffering. So I'll give you a heads up. This is going to be kind of a somber homily, sad, maybe even a little scary. So if you wanted an upbeat homily, you should have come to Mass last night when we celebrated the saints in heaven, the church triumphant. But now there's another reality, the church in purgatory. And the book of Ecclesiastes says there's a time for everything, for everything. There's a time for everything, a time for rejoicing and a time for suffering, a time for trials. So the catechism puts the, talks about the church triumphant in this way. Those who die in God's grace and friendship and are perfectly purified live forever with Christ. So oftentimes in funerals, there's an inclination to think, well, my loved one has died, they're, they're now in heaven with certainty. I feel this, I know in my faith that they're in heaven. Well, if they died in God's grace and friendship, they are saved, yes. That doesn't, we don't need to worry about that. There's no risk for salvation for them if they died in God's grace and friendship. There's no risk of damnation, I mean. But are they perfectly purified? Were they perfectly purified when they died? If so, great. Praise be God. But if not, we need to pray for them. We want to pray for them. We don't want to deprive them of our prayers. Because in heaven, this is something that John Vianney talked about, and I talked about this in my homily last night. In heaven, there is no death, no mourning, no weariness, no weakness, no hunger, no thirst, no heat, no sickness, no infirmity, no sadness, no melancholy. None of that is found in heaven. And so if there's any of that in us when we die, that has to be purified for us to enter heaven. We can't come to heaven with any of this. And so the Catechism talks about this process of purification in this way. All who die in God's grace and friendship, but still imperfectly purified, are indeed assured of their eternal salvation. But after death, they undergo purification so as to achieve the holiness necessary to enter the joy of heaven. And so all the souls who are there now, we don't know exactly who they are, but for all the souls who are there now, we're here to pray for them. St. Teresa of Avila, one of the great saints in the history of the church. I know yesterday, during All Saints Day, some, some of the young women dressed up as St. Teresa of Avila. She had a vision of heaven, and this actually brought her a lot, of, a lot of fear because she realized that she had a lot of imperfection. And so to enter heaven, she would have to be purified. So she had this exchange with her sisters. She said, my God, what soul will be, will be pure, enough, pure enough to enter into heaven without passing through the vengeful, vengeful flames? 
O justice and power of my God, how terrible you are. And her sisters responded, Ah, mother, what has happened to you? Surely you do not fear death after so many penances and so much abundant and bitter tears. No, my children, she replied, I do not fear death. On the contrary, I desire it so that I may be united forever with God. Is it your sins then which terrify you after so much mortification? Yes, my children, she told them. I do fear my sins, but I fear still another thing even more. Is it judgment then? Yes, I tremble at the formidable account that it will be necessary to render to God, who in that moment will be without mercy. But there is still something else of which the very thought alone makes me die with terror. Alas, can it be hell then? No, she told them. Hell, thank God, is not for me. She's in God's grace, in God's friendship. No, hell is not for me. Oh, my sisters, it is the holiness of God. My God, have pity upon me. My life must be brought face to face with that of Jesus Christ himself. Woe to me if I have the least blemish or stain. Woe to me if I am even in the very shadow of sin. So you see, the goal for us isn't just to die in God's grace and friendship. The goal for us isn't to go to purgatory. That would be setting the bar pretty low. And we would have a lot of pain, a lot of suffering after death, if that's our goal. Because yes, we will have to be purified. The goal for us is to become saints on earth. To become saints on this side of life, on this side of death. So that we don't have to go through the suffering after we die. So we do that here. So that's the first, of, the first reason for us to practice the Catholic religion in its fullness. Right? How do we do this? How do we become saints? Well, we go all in with God. All in with Catholicism. Hold nothing back. All in. God, I give you everything. We can't pick and choose. We have to go all in. Okay, but now once we do, we move towards the Lord and we trust in His process. His purification being achieved in us. Okay, and what about those that have died already without having completed this process? What about them? How long are they going to be in purgatory? Well, we don't know the time, but there is something that we can do because they no longer can do this work for themselves. Their time is up. They have died. There's no repentance after death, and there's no further cooperation by one's own will after death. They're now in purgatory, and they're suffering. They're being purified. But now they rely on us. We are the church militant. So the church triumphant in heaven, the trust suffering in purgatory, and we are the church militant. We're here to practice the religion for ourselves to be purified, and also for the souls in purgatory. The more that we pray, the more that we do works of penance, almsgiving, indulgences, etc., the more we're helping them to be purified and go to heaven. So, of course, we have the corporal work of mercy of burying the dead. That's a really important one. I've been surprised in my short time as a priest to learn that there are several people that have ashes of their loved ones at home. That's not good. We want to bury the dead. And also the spiritual work of mercy of praying for the living and the dead. To pray for the dead. So here in a special way on this great feast of all souls, completing this great mini triduum, if you will, completing this great three-day festival, 
We're here to pray for the dead. And I'll close by reading this, this paragraph by St. John Vianney. Oh, and one more thing before I do that. Another thing that we can do, a simple thing to add to our daily lives, is praying that simple prayer for the souls in purgatory after our blessings before each meal. So we say grace before a meal, and then we say, may the souls of the faithful departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. We can do that three times a day, every day. So here's a paragraph by St. John Vianney. Why am I up in the pulpit today, my dear brethren? What am I going to say to you? Ah, I come on behalf of God himself. I come on behalf of your poor parents to awaken in you that love and gratitude which you owe them. I come to bring before your minds again all those kindnesses and all the love which they gave you while they were on earth. I come to tell you that they suffer in purgatory, that they weep, and that they demand with urgent cries the help of your prayers and your good works. I seem to hear them crying from the depths of those fires which devour them. Tell our loved ones, tell our children, tell our relatives how great the evils are which they are making us suffer. We throw ourselves at their feet to implore the help of their prayers. See, this is the souls in purgatory imploring the help of our prayers. I tell them that since we have been separated from them, we have been here burning in the flames. Oh, who would be so indifferent to such sufferings as we are enduring? Do you see, my dear, my dear brethren, do you hear that tender mother, that devoted father, and all those relatives who helped and tended you? My friends, they cry, free us from these pains. You can do it. Consider then, my dear brethren, brethren, the magnitude of these sufferings which the souls in purgatory endure and the means which we have of mitigating them. Our prayers, our good works, and above all, the holy sacrifice of the Mass. So now we turn to the altar to beg God for our own purification and also that of the holy souls in purgatory.